Just into CNN, former White House Chief of Staff to Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, and five other defendants charged in the election interference case. This is the one focused in Fulton County, Georgia. They have now pleaded not guilty. Let's get over to CNN, Sarah Murray, to bring us up to speed on this. Keeping track of all of these pleas as they come in, what does this say about the kind of the state of the case right now, Sarah? Well, Kate, we were waiting to see this flurry of filings. We suspected that probably not a lot of folks, and especially not Mark Meadows, the former White House Chief of Staff, would want to appear uh, in person at the Fulton County Courthouse on Wednesday for these arraignments, and we are now seeing these filings come in. So we see Mark Meadows has entered a plea of not guilty and waived his arraignment. So has pro-Trump attorney John Eastman. So has Jeffrey Clark, who is a former Justice Department official. Everyone getting their filings in ahead of this Wednesday deadline for for arraignment. And again, the way it works in Fulton County Superior Court is you don't necessarily have to be there in person. You can put in this paperwork. You can waive arraignment. So it's an open question when we could actually see these folks in court. Mark Meadows, of course, is in the process of trying to move all of the proceedings against him from state court to federal court. A judge has heard hours of arguments on that. He got additional briefings on that. And we're waiting, essentially, at any moment for him to make the decision about whether Meadows met the threshold that everything he did related to the 2020 election or his activities were all stemmed from his role as White House chief of staff. If the judge decides that he has met that bar, he'll be able to move his case to federal court. And a number of these other defendants are going to be watching to see if Meadows is successful, including the former President Donald Trump's team, who we know is looking at the possibility of moving Trump's case or trying to move Trump's case to federal court as well. Absolutely. Great to see you, Sarah. Thanks for jumping on to bring us that. Yep. So also this, there is new CNN exclusive reporting this morning on where in whom and what special counsel Jack Smith is focused on right now uh, in the federal election subversion investigation. Look, here's the situation. Donald Trump's trial date has been set for right. March, but we've learned this morning as part of this new exclusive CNN reporting, the investigation itself is not over. He is talking to other witnesses. The grand jury is still meeting. Smith is seeking to learn about money that was raised off of these baseless voter fraud claims and then used to pay for alleged attempts to breach voting equipment. CNN's Paula Reed joins us now with the latest on this. Paula, what are you learning here? Well, look, a month ago, when the indictment came down from the special counsel and it only charged former President Trump, a lot of people were surprised. The indictment, though, does mention co-defendants or co-conspirators. And the question was whether this case was just going to be narrowly tailored uh, so that it could go to trial before the 2024 election or whether anyone else was going to be charged. And that's what our colleague Zach Cohen and I uh, sought to look into in this new reporting. And we've learned that in recent weeks, the special counsel has been asking witnesses specifically about co-conspirator Sydney Powell, she's one of the attorneys that helped push those baseless claims of voter fraud. And they've been asking witnesses if Powell ever presented any evidence uh, of these claims. And investigators, we are told, have heard repeatedly, no, she never presented any evidence. But investigators are also interested in Powell's nonprofit, Defending the Republic. Now, that nonprofit helped to profit, helped to fundraise off of these election lies. But then we know, according to an invoice obtained by CNN, that that group used some of the money that it raised to hire forensic experts who were able to breach voting systems in four states that Biden won. So this new reporting shows that the special counsel is still clearly uh, working hard on this investigation, but 
it's unclear if Powell or anyone else will be charged. But remember, our initial understanding is that maybe there would be this narrow federal case and then a more broad state prosecution, which we've, of course, seen in Georgia where Powell and others were charged. But now this new reporting raises questions about whether that's actually going to be the case or if the special counsel could possibly file additional charges. All right, Paula Reed, thank you so much for your reporting and laying it all out for us. With us now is former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti. And Renato, I want to pick up right where Paula left off. This investigation continues. Specifically, it seems it is Sidney Powell and others not named Donald Trump. How much do you think that the special counsel will want to keep this now separate from the indictment against Trump and the trial date that's already set for March in this case? There's no question in my mind uh, that he is going to indict that as a separate uh, a separate indictment. In fact, it's pretty apparent at this point that he was do he did what he did. In other words, drew a narrow indictment, had one defendant, Donald Trump, with the intention to have that trial as quickly as possible. I, typically, a prosecutor would want to charge everyone together, like Fonnie Willis did in Georgia. I think Jack Smith deliberately took this approach so that he could get that trial done as soon as possible. Renato, is there a chance that he can't, that, that these these two things have to be linked, that they cannot be tried separately? Do you see, is there something that could be coming down the road, Pike, on that? No, but no one will raise that as a practical matter. Defendants always want to have their own trial, okay? They all, they all want to, uh, ideally, like, let's say everyone in Georgia would love to have 19 separate trials. It's typically prosecutors who want everyone tried together, and judges usually go along with that because... Uh, just for their own uh, sake, for the efficiency of the legal system, they'd rather have one trial instead of 19. And so, um, you know, I don't think anyone's going to protest that. But what it does mean, I suspect, uh, is a trial with a whole bunch of these other alleged co-conspirators together. I'm sure some of them will be asking for separate trials. It'll go in a different direction where everyone wants their own trial. I don't think they'll all get one. Renata, does this, does this seem to start leading us down to an answer to what was a question when we first saw this indictment of Donald Trump was this just there is just all of these unindicted co-conspirators, all of these d these very almost detailed descriptions of who these co-conspirators are without them being named in that indictment, which left a lot of people wondering why after such an long investigation. Does this new reporting and this focus of the investigation by Jack Smith now, does that start to answer that? Absolutely, Kay. Very good point. You know, at the time, people thought, okay, maybe he made a decision. Maybe Jack Smith decided, you know, I'm just going to go after Trump. I'm going to let everyone else hang out there. I'm not going to indict them. Uh, it turns out what happened was he had some additional work to do regarding some of these other defendants. He wasn't there yet, and he made the decision that if he waited until he was over the line, so to speak, with for all those other co-conspirators, he wouldn't get this done quickly, perhaps wouldn't get it done before Election Day. And so he made a tactical decision to indict Trump first, uh, and then he's continuing his work. So this way he gets everything wrapped up for the co-conspirators before Trump actually faces trial, which I think will mean that those co-conspirators are not going to be eager to testify uh, in his defense. Renato, I want to ask you about the breaking news that we have up on the screen here, which is that Donald Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, has pleaded not guilty in the Georgia case, in the Fulton County case. I don't think it's a surprise at all that Mark Meadows thinks he's not guilty. I think many people, including me, thought that he would wait as long as he could to see if his case were removed to federal court. 
which of course he has argued for. He testified uh, not too long ago trying to get his case moved to federal court. Does it tell us anything that he pleaded not guilty in the state case before waiting to find out if the trial would be moved? I think he's running out of time, John. So I think he did what he had to do there. It doesn't it doesn't uh, extinguish his the motion that he has in federal court. Uh, I think Mark Meadows is if if there's an enigma here, uh, all of us I think are interested in what's happening in uh, the Mark Meadows camp because of course you know as Kate was mentioning all these unindicted co-conspirators, he was conspicuously absent uh, even as an unindicted co-conspirator in the um, D.C. indictment, and then here he's pursuing I would say high-risk, calculated-risk uh, legal strategy to try to remove that case to federal court. will be very interesting to see how that plays out, but I think uh, you know he did not uh, hurt himself by, by pleading not guilty. All right, Ronald Mariotti, great to see you. Thank you very much.